a tip of the tongue. The lips, the teeth, these yeah. are the things that help us speak. And you move your lips when you talk, right? Yeah. Because it helps you enunciate. Enunciate. Do you know the difference between enunciation and mumbling? Um, let's mumble it. <laughs> well, most of the time, Daddy mumbles because he talks fast. Yeah. So, what is creativity? Um, imagination. What are some times in which you've used your imagination? Um, when I was outside playing in the backyard at my mom's and off playing with the hose. How was that imagination? Because I was imagining there were zombies in front of me trying to attack me. <laughs> and my mom told me to stop using the hose. I was wasting water. Well, were you wasting water or were you killing zombies? Oh, I was using my imagination. To kill zombies, right? Yeah. Zombies gotta die. Gotta die. That's really good, dude. Hey, welcome to Flow State. I'm your host, Q Manning. On today's episode, what is a flow state? For some creatives, their biggest challenge is finding the spark to get started. For others, they find it difficult to get anything completed. Then there are those like me. I have trouble starting or finishing what I should be doing, but I am an expert at doing all the things that I shouldn't be. I call this ability to do stuff, GSD. Get shit done. How well we GSD heavily depends on staying in the flow state. Flow state is probably the biggest factor in creating something that's amazing, whether it's music or art, scoring baskets, writing novels, cooking, or pretty much any passionate endeavor. But what actually is flow state? And how do we get it? The flow state thing is that creative space and time to focus on not solving the problem, but not putting a punctuation mark at the end of like, this is the solve. Lala is one of my favorite people to talk with. Currently, she's VP of design at a Dallas-based startup for the medical field. More than that, though, Lala is a brilliant, badass creative across the spectrum. She is infectiously enthusiastic as a leader or as a teammate. She just makes the day brighter. But it's the way by which we get to create and have that time and space to answer it many ways and explore. When you do have it, time flies by and you come away feeling energized in the evening. I was a principal for a couple months as well at an organization. I was very heads down and in many ways I was working on things alone. I was doing a lot of things on my own, doing things from top to bottom, production stuff. And there's a certain flow state to that. And I, you know, there are days where I miss that. Nicholas Brill is a manager of product design for Disney Parks. He sees flow state as a way to stay fresh and rejuvenated, even if we're having trouble pulling ourselves away from the work. And I get it from different things. I get it from heads down work on design where I feel good about it. I often get it from a presentation that I know went well or a meeting where we got alignment and you could feel that energy in it. It's something you crave. It's something you can kind of get addicted to. And it can be a challenge to find the right role, the right company, the right place to where you feel like you're getting enough of that on a, on a regular basis. Flow state, the flow, the zone, the groove, all of these are synonyms for the same thing. Staying immersed within something for as long as we possibly can leads to astounding results. Flow state is diving deep into a subject or task so completely 
that solutions come as if by magic, where accidents will lead to experiments and we discover something better than a thousand forced hours could have given us. Flow state gives our brains the superpower to see new ways to solve problems. Flow state basically means we're getting in the groove, getting in the flow, and it really means we're tuning our minds to be very hyper-focused on what it is we're working on. You cannot achieve in this business without allowing for flow to happen. And I think that's where a lot of businesses fail, especially larger ones, because they build so much bureaucracy and infrastructure around their processes. Over the last two decades, Aaron Deckler has ran multiple design agencies. He's helped countless customers find amazing solutions to their problems. So all the brain is on that. I'm not thinking about 30 other things. I'm now able to take all that noise, tune it out, and focus on what I do, sit back, get comfortable. It takes time to do that. But that's where the magic happens, you know, both in development and design, right? It's where creativity happens. It's where productivity happens. And uh, sometimes even epiphanies. Of course, there are other takes. Peter Yoder is an entrepreneur, a product manager, and an operational whiz. Also, in full disclosure, he was my business partner at Rock Sauce, our product agency. Peter has a very novel approach to how he sees creativity and flow state. The way that I think about flow state is thinking of it like a computer that's got random access memory and then deep memory. I think of flow state as the random access memory. I'll have to load up stuff into my RAM so that I can have it easily at my fingertips as I'm going through it. Opening the program in your brain and loading up all the relevant context that's needed to run that program. Every molecule of our body wants to stay in the flow state to see where we'll go next. Flow state is this fragile and sacred mental space where we do our best work, where ingenuity and expertise join to create something miraculous. The opposite of flow state is context switching. If flow state is spending eight straight hours in a task, context switching is taking that same eight hours, but dividing it up between 16 days with 30 minute increments that you try to grab in between a dozen other projects. Which do you think gets better results? The question is why? Why do we gain so much from being in the flow state versus constantly multitasking or context switching? So tell me, <laughs> tell me who you are, why you're a badass, what you do. Okay. Well, I am a badass because, <laughs> uh, no. hi, I'm Katie. Um, and I and have, <laughs> and I'm a badass. I have had a lot of different roles that really have sprung from being a designer at heart in general, but then also really loving leadership and really bringing teams together and, and seeing them thrive and making cool shit happen through that team. Katie Presley is the epitome of a creative leader. When I was coming up in the world of design, I would have gone to war for a leader like Katie. She has this preternatural ability to balance customer needs, user needs, and producer needs, all while instilling limitless confidence. Katie knows her shit. I think it's important to interpret what your mind is telling you and create something from it. So you have to have some sort of lag between what your mind is telling you to do and what the outcome of that is. It's not just something that you can immediately 
interpret and put on paper. There's no way that you can allow for that interpretation to happen if there's just constant new inputs happening at all points in that process. We become experts while in the flow state. It helps us see what's missing or what doesn't work a lot quicker. Flow state requires a stretch of distraction-free time for us to just do the thing. The longer we're in the flow state, the deeper we can become immersed. That dialing in leads to new ideas, new innovations, and new ways of doing things that we could never have seen before. Being good at multitasking only means that we're really good at getting a lot of mediocre shit done at the same time. On average, it takes 23 minutes to recover every time we have to context switch. Every. Single. Time. How many interruptions have you had today? If we're not focused on the task at hand, then we're doing it all half-assed. Maybe that'll work for answering emails or creating a grocery list. It's a garbage way to accomplish anything that we want to be great. When things get in my way, I get manic. I have like a physiological change. My body heat is more. I start sweating. Since our long-ago roommate days at SCAD, Eric Grubbs has led design teams at Wells Fargo, Bank of America, FedEx, and others. Basically, at this point, you're a cannon. You're incredibly focused, and hopefully you're focused on the thing that you're trying to solve instead of what has captured your attention. You've got a problem. You've got a direction that you're heading to, and now you're trying to close the gap. When you start developing a rhythm for how you're going to get there, that's when you're in the flow state. You develop a sort of grace with whatever it is that you're doing. It's a wondrous thing. You're in a zone that you rarely get to, and God, you want to get to the other side. Grace. That's such a lovely way to put it, right? For those of us who do frequently surf along the flow state, I'll admit there is this thing that starts to happen. There is a peace of mind. It's a hyper-awareness and even this cool ability to kind of see the future. But like with any high, we get pulled out and we're coming down hard. Here's Aaron Deckler again. Sometimes it could just be 20 minutes to switch back in if you get pulled out. But on something more complicated, it could take two hours. Because a lot of what we do is not just pure aesthetics, right? It's problem solving. It can take just gobs of time to get my head back in the space. What does all of this context switching do to the creative mind? You need to build different cycles of creativity and different cycles of getting down to business. When you are constantly pushing out the door or switching, you can get burnout as an artist and your flow state won't even load up because it's so burnout. Your computer's completely out of RAM. It's trying to load up everything on the desktop all at once. And sometimes you need to shake that out and let the memory cache go so you can get back in and do the best thing possible. But if too much of a good thing could be bad, would that also apply to staying in the flow? If you make it too little, then you can never get into that flow state. But if you stay too long in that flow state, you're too much in your head. You're not validating it against users. You need room for it, but it's just one of the valuable tools that you have. You're loading up context. Load it up fast, roll it out. Flowing all day long isn't always going to give us something tangible. Stakeholders and customers are going to scrutinize every expense an hour spent. Kind of like Scrooge McDuck, right? 
Now, good luck trying to explain to them why you spent so many extra hours just flowing. Taking too long to get things done can often cause executives or stakeholders to just sort of get bored. That means they move on from the project, you lose support and funding altogether. So how do we balance the need for experimentation and being in the flow state with the reality of budget and time constraints? Here's Aaron. So some clients don't have the budget for the experimentation, right? And that's where the senior guy is doing it. I may be designing it myself, then passing it. I can hit it first try just because I've been doing it so long. It's not that I'm great. It's just I'm experienced. We're in a place now where we do have some that let us go a little slower. They do want to be in on the process more frequently than I would recommend, but sometimes it works depending on the relationship. We may meet regularly. We're not necessarily pressured to deliver at those regular intervals. They understand that, hey, I'm sorry. I know we're meeting, but I don't have anything new for you this week. You know, it's that percolation that can really be the difference between having a great idea and an idea that was passable. Anyone who has done creative work, design, coding, baking, tailoring help, you name it, will agree on one thing. Too much stakeholder involvement can mess everything up. Sorry, stakeholders, but it's kind of true. If we're going to be a leader, then it's our responsibility to protect our team from customers, executives, stakeholders, or even ourselves. Here's Lala. We're such a short-term gain culture. (laughs) So it's like, if you think about it from the long-term gain, if you protect low state, you know you're going to get a better quality product in the end. How do we, you know, push back when some of us have leaders responding to their fears by really pushing hard and saying, hey, we need this thing tomorrow. It's like, how do you protect your people from all of that stuff? They need the flow state. Part of all of that is the value that this flow state will bring the company Our job is to protect people from context-switching bullshit. That way, they can get into the flow, they can focus, and then they can create something that's just going to blow us all away. Here's Katie. You can't get that sandbox if you're iterating within an iteration, right? So really just making sure that you're allowing for that separation of thought and knowing that you hired designers and you have a design aspect of this because creativity is necessary. And the only way to get that creativity out is to allow for it to develop into actuality. Really, what we're talking about here is trust. To create great stuff, we must have the ability to try something, fail, try again until we get it right. At that core that you're talking about, you are guarding their time. I try to guard as many of my people as I can, shield them. They're going to be on some client calls and I need them to understand the ins and outs of the project, but I do want to shield them as much as possible to keep them in the flow. Too often, we're expecting people to have a meeting with clients on Monday, get changes, and then have the revisions ready by Tuesday afternoon. Why does this happen though? Because stakeholders don't trust the team they've chosen to actually get the job done without having constant supervision. Team leaders are worried they're going to look bad to the stakeholders and they don't trust their people to use the time they have effectively. And the team doesn't believe that their leaders have their back and so they just do what they're told because taking a risk isn't worth the risk. 
Lala is trying something a little bit different. If I bring in non-designers into the ideation process, then they uncover all of the mystery that we keep within our box. Now see the man behind the curtain. I literally just had a design studio session two weeks ago and I asked for feedback and that feedback I possibly could have gotten was, wow, I had no idea how complex it is to build this thing that I asked. <laughs> yes, now we have buy-in and trust. Katie agrees. Being able to set that across everybody involved and say, we're going to take a step back and come back and regroup and decide on next steps after this defined amount of time. But we're not going to literally watch them design. We're not going to sit behind them and tell them to move that cursor over there. We're not going to send them a link to the Figma file and say, feel free to watch it and type in the cursor as they're doing it going like, wait, why are you doing that? Oh my God. God, could you imagine? Oh my God. I can. I can't imagine. Just let me mess up. Please, can you let me mess up? I got to mess up to get it right. You love my eventual mistake. I promise you, but just let me do my thing. The nature of working in the flow and finding the right answer to a complex problem is that your first ideas, you know, the ones we had way back at the beginning when we started the whole thing, are usually no longer accurate. How do we help people understand that this is a natural, wonderful part of the process and not a mistake or a waste of time? So we try to do a lot up front. I think they would like it to be more waterfall. And I try to push back because I've just never seen that actually work out in that same way. There's always this idea that here's everything. We're going to hand off everything on this date and that'll be it. It's done. But yet, why am I still on this project a year and a half later? Because things are changing all the time. Why don't we embrace that? And let's say we're just going to reach a milestone where we develop some trust with one another. Nick's dealing with products that are used by over 100,000 people every single day in some of the worst possible conditions you can imagine. These are kids, angry parents, dealing with the heat, dealing with lines. Nick understands stakeholders getting restless. There's trust with stakeholders that we're in the right direction. There's trust with tech that we're not creating something crazy. And there's trust that we can move forward from this starting point. I think that's always still a hard part. And it's always hard with a PM to say, hey, is design complete? No, it's not really complete, but here is a link. You have a link that you can start working with. Lala? So part of our battle is to build bridges with non-designers so that we can protect our people. It's like alliances, like it's chess. It's chess. <laughs> Let me have a nice relationship with your bishop. Friendly bishops, huh? Not sure if that's legal in the state of Texas. We've done our research. I mean, we are a group of design leaders, right? It's sort of part of our job description. What we have found is that the time it takes to build something the right way, even if more effort is put in up front, actually saves way more total time, budget, and frustration than when you try to just jam things in really quickly and have to constantly go back, fix mistakes, over and over. It's just a matter of numbers. Stakeholders are smart, y'all. Show them this information, and you'll be surprised that they'll usually make the right decision most of the time. So we all agree that the flow state is a vital component into making awesome stuff. So how can we protect the flow for ourselves or for our team? Peter? Stepping back, taking a moment to load up the bigger picture and where the North Star is. A healthy organization gets to that point and works towards that goal can be the most efficient possible. That's a really good point, right? 
taking the time to check back in with our original goals, making sure that the path we're currently on still aligns. Here's Aaron. Some things you can execute quickly. Other things take hours and hours and hours to execute. You're still going to be glued to that screen button seat for a very long time before you've got that ready to show the client. So it's a labor and hopefully it's a labor of love, you know. All of this would be so much easier if it was a one-size-fits-all situation. On things that need to have a flow state, you really can't shortcut your way there. Katie? Even just finding the words that you need to focus on, making sure that from all of these different inputs, my brain is now creating what needs to rise to the top. Now I need to figure out how to put that on paper, right? The amazing Monty Python comedian John Cleese writes about this idea in his book, Creativity. All the time that we spend before the actual act of creating the thing, the time that we are doing the dishes, procrastinating, going on dates, wasting time watching TV, we're trying things out, rejecting the ideas that we think are kind of crappy, before we're even sitting down to do the work. That's what happens in the flow state, too. By now, it should be readily apparent just how important it is to have the flow state. We have to stop trying to multitask all the damn time. The universe is always trying to find ways to pull us out of our flow state, but we can't let it. We've got to find the ways that will help us get into the flow. Every person and every situation is going to be different, but here are a few things that we found help us out. First and foremost, we have to figure out a way to stop all these notifications. I can't miss a call from my son's school or from my partner, but I don't need somebody bugging me about some auto warranty that I never ask for. Luckily, all the different operating systems and phones allow you to do this. Apple has made this particularly easy, I gotta say. They created this thing called a focus status. You can set up different scenarios where different people, different apps, and different types of notifications can come in depending on what you need. Second, go ahead and define your work and break periods ahead of time. I typically work for about 45 minutes, then take a 15-minute break. I use this time to go on a walk, get some coffee, check through my socials, check my emails, and that type of thing. Making this part of our muscle memory allows us to avoid social media and other trappings that will typically take us way out of our flow state. It's so much easier to ignore that siren call if we know that in just a few minutes we have a scheduled break coming up. Third, I recommend finding something to listen to that will help your brain zone in on the very task you're wanting to accomplish. Even as humans, we listen to beats. We want some sort of a flow that is like a, a familiar repeating drum that we can get really focused into the zone. It always feels like a nice moment. Heavy beats? Check. Repeating bass lines? Check. I typically love to listen to a playlist of soft covers. These are existing songs that my brain already knows, but because they're nice and soft and easy... I don't spend too much time focusing on the lyrics or the content. Check the show notes or flowstate.design for a link to a Spotify playlist that I've created. It's got about 43 hours of music. That's not a joke. If you've got ADHD like me, dark or bright noise are hugely beneficial. 
Apple and other operating systems have it built right in, but you can obviously find playlists on Spotify or YouTube. Number four, getting up and going outside can actually be hugely beneficial to keeping us in the flow state. When we get up and go for a walk, our brains are still trying to solve what we were last working on. Now, when we have the joys of the outside world, be it a city street or a nature hike, our brains take this input and translate that into something wholly new and interesting. Some of the coolest and best breakthroughs I've ever had happened while I was out walking through the city streets. Lastly, take control of your damn calendar. Nothing is more destructive to our flow state and to our ability to get something done than the constant cycle of meetings every 30 minutes to an hour. Set up times when you can meet and then times when you can just be flowing. Early in the morning when a day starts or at the end of an afternoon when the day is ending are great times to circle back up with people. Demand that you have these moments so you can just flow. Leaders, this is one of the most important jobs you have. You control the schedule for your people. Don't let their day get hijacked by meetings all day long. You're taking the time that needs to be taken so this can be absolutely marvelous. The flow state is going to feel magical, and it is going to create some pretty magical results. Luckily for us, finding it, getting it, and protecting it doesn't require ritual sacrifice or goat blood. It's pretty easy. You've got this. Big thanks for all of my guests for helping me out. Lala Riera, Nicholas Brill, Peter Yoder, Eric Grubbs, Katie Presley, and of course, Aaron Deckler. Y'all freaking rock. I gotta thank all of you because you took the time to listen. You're awesome. Hey, Athena. What's up, girl? Thank you so much for all your help and for making this podcast that much better. Last, I want to thank the co-host who helps my cold opens be so cute, the composer of our intro song, the most amazing six-year-old I have ever met in my entire life, my son, Mr. Fox Manning. Buddy, thank you so much. If you liked what you heard, let me know. Leave a comment somewhere, subscribe, and rate the show wherever you got it, whether it was iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else. On social media, you can find me at QManning, one word, pretty much everywhere, from YouTube to Twitter to Instagram. Sometimes it may be Q.Manning, but you can have fun figuring it out. And of course, you can always check us out at flowstate.design. Our site will have links to pretty much everything. Until next time... My name is Q Manning. I'll see you in the flow state. They are awesome. That was really good, dude.